Or presents The Devil's Grip. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Done for you, Mongoloid. Mm, none for humongoloid. Don't kid yourself, buddy. We uh, we're, we're talking about the season finale, the surprise finale. Yeah, the oh shit, we ran out of runway finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, that like is the weakest finale, but also works as an episode and is is yeah. generally you know pretty good. This is this is one of those bifurcated episodes where there's like half of it i'm absolutely in love with and another half of it i'm not Mm. like i could i could watch 10 seasons of uh the boys with their godfathers (laughs) yep (laughs) like i could just literally watch that every that could be what the show pivoted to being about it's just colonel (laughs) gentleman like walking dean through his weird rituals yep one each one weirder than the last no additional action no no other characters show up just colonel gentleman showing dean around tangiers mm-hmm. great show yeah a plus yeah, we could do a spinoff a, yeah we just do a show about that yeah you know? <laughs> and and i and i like how game hank is to help out as a uh, top as godfather to help out action yeah, man, man. To, 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 to yeah. get him some trim. <laughs> yeah, some ancient, as long as you don't mind the sound of old people having sex. <laughs> uh, yeah, every everything with uh, with old Team Venture is always great. <laughs> and and all that stuff is real good. And then there's some real uh, deck, you know, furniture moving exercises with uh, the Monarch. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a th- yeah. there's a there's a really good emotional beat that I like. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's real. Just like let's get stuff, uh, let's get stuff set up for this for these characters to have things to do again in season six, and and complete the reset of twenty one. Yes. The- yeah. uh, so this is a Doc Hammer episode. Uh, originally aired July first, two thousand thirteen. It's basically the second part of Bot Seek Spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monarch has captured Rusty, who survived from his uh, bell injury. Uh, just very, very his, injured. His ball and injury. <laughs> ball injury and bell injury. The bell and the ball. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, or no, yeah, 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 ball fell on him. A yes. bell is foreshadowed here. Yes. I don't know why I was thinking there'd, there'd be like a big church bell in the middle of Don Hell's. <laughs> yeah. Why, no, it, turn that into a it, ball. It's a, a con- bell. it's a converted bomb shelter or military shelter, not a, not a church, but there, there are clubs yeah. and churches. Yeah. What 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 is a what is a bell tower? What is, what is a, a si- underground silo, but a reverse bell tower <laughs> to deafen everybody inside? <laughs> yeah, just disco deafen. <laughs> Boom! Have you ever watched a video of any of those headphone raves? Uh, yes, where, I where... have. It's the most uh, upsetting. <laughs> it, it really it gives me. I don't know. It just, just it's, real secondhand embarrassment. It's really dorky. I you know. Uh, it, it's incredibly dorky and it's also so like like yeah the 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 the, no, the noise of having a rave in those of those locations would be would, would would be annoying and would be bad but i don't think that the people who were like you know would be upset about the noise would also be like super happy about all these people gyrating with a bunch of like spinning leds you know yeah, kind of doing, doing the do, do, doing the i'm not touching <laughs> yep. yeah yeah just, just just rolling 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 doing the i'm not touching you version of a noise complaint yeah yeah just it just in general i think that also uh 
I don't know if it's just because of the job, but I wouldn't feel that comfortable dancing with headphones on. No. Personally. Um, anywho, uh, as we, in addition to that, uh, Hatred sends Hank and Dean to live with their uh, godfathers, as we mentioned, <laughs> and then uh, kind of has an emotional arc with 21. Yes. Yeah. Where they you know, realize that they have something in common. What? It's unclear. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so as we alluded to, this was only accidentally a, fin- a finale. Uh, they wrote the season premiere last, uh, which ended up being a two-parter, which, uh, ate up the slot that would have, uh, wrapped things up with Gargantua. Um, and instead of, you know, uh, making, uh, the, the, they decided to prize the premiere over, over the finale, which is fine because we got the special and Gargantua too is great. So, yeah, it's, it's barely a, it's. It, it like the way it came out and was marketed and everything was like a kind of just like a venture brothers movie almost mm-hmm. yeah you know it wasn't but it, it's it's included as part of season six mm-hmm. on everything and it's it's necessary but in air order it aired really weirdly yes um you know uh when you would check out season six uh it just felt like a real sea change mm-hmm. you know it, it's mandatory material right much more so than the halloween special yeah yeah and the, and they, they end up paired up which is weird yeah. Um, so once they realized that this was going to be the finale, like, hey, we got no more, got no more road left. Uh, they decided to do an extended post credit scene to kind of give uh, a little bit more closure uh, to some stuff. So, like, I, I, I love the conversation that Hank and Dean have. We'll talk about it when we get there. Um, yeah. and the, then, whole, the whole post credit scene is very sweet. Yes. I'm a sucker for sweet Venture Brothers. <laughs> uh, it's it's very sweethearted. Yes. Uh they had planned on having the boys end up with their godfathers for a long time. Uh, the the book for some reason is ninety percent about the big board. Yep, <laughs> I have no idea what Doc Hammer's thinking about or going on about in that fucking <laughs> in this entry of the book. He spends like I, I would no exaggeration, maybe forty percent of his talk time mm-hmm. talking about a whiteboard. Yeah, and it, it's really weird. I don't know if if it if it comes off as more profound in his head or There's, something like that. I don't. What is going on? It comes across as kind of defensive, like he doesn't want to admit to do is doing something as corporate as having like a whiteboard where you do collaborative planning. You know, like yeah. maybe that seems like an office thing, but the, the 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 insistence that it is a big board, not a whiteboard, just because it is a very big whiteboard. Um, it draws attention to itself. It, it, it really, I, I saw myself in it because it felt defensive against somebody who doesn't exist, which is something <laughs> that we do. Right. Right. You know, like he made up somebody who'd be mad about them using a whiteboard. Yeah. Or something. It's, it's really weird. There's all this stuff about the nomenclature, like, sur- you know, surfers may use a surfboard and they surf, but we have the big board and we big board. And like, it's the insane ramblings of a madman. Like it's the kind of thing that if if he sidled up next to you in a Denny's and started talking to you about this, you would chew your arm off to leave. Shows shows you a picture. Now, what would you call that? Oh, it's a yeah. it's a whiteboard. Now, there's where you'd be wrong. <laughs> no one cares about this, my dude. Like, it is. It's incredible that it got published. It's one of the weirdest things to see print. It's also uh, uh, not the first time that they've made this point, but they say, "Oh, our plan was to like you know keep stuff up there forever and to like color code it and stuff." But they erroneously say that uh, colored dry erase markers uh, don't erase that they're that they're like mm-hmm. permanent or whatever. Um, yeah, you need to do it quickly if you leave it up there. But you can just use some rubbing alcohol 
like I have I have a whole rainbow of colors for my whiteboard here. Yeah. 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 It's it's also a thing where because of the amount of time they're the number of time they're erasing and rewriting, mm-hmm. I don't know what color coding would help. Right. With the way that they would do it. Like if they're, you know, doing a rotating plot on that. It's a very bizarre entry in the book. <laughs> if they can um, if they can spend a lot of time on the whiteboard, we can too. <laughs> it it's just it's just very odd in terms of like background material. And we're gonna run out of book. Yeah. You know, uh at some point. At like a pretty soon, actually. Very, very strange point after the end of the of the yeah. sixth season. Yeah. And and then we're gonna we're gonna miss that insight. But yes. it for now it's like it still remains hilariously uh <laughs> only semi-useful a lot mm-hmm. of the time yeah um so the 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 subplot in this with hatred 21 teaming up to rescue rusty uh they knew the end of it uh they knew that it would end with the destruction of the cocoon and uh the malice house that they have they wanted to make monarch homeless mm-hmm. uh but they weren't sure exactly uh what it would what would happen right whether hatred came back to uh rescue rusty or whether he came back to get revenge on 21 mm-hmm. for betraying him and rejoining the monarch um, and they're, they're, they're intentionally vague about a lot of the stuff in the book as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, as a beat, uh, it's, it's one of my least favorite, it's, it's my least favorite plot line, I think yeah. in, in the episode for me, um, and the least successful, Yeah. uh, you know, and it's, it's, a it, it, it moves stuff. It moves furniture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, uh, uh, per, perfunctory. Uh, or, or, you know, d- d- done specifically for like utilitarian purposes. Like we got to get stuff put in position. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we do get to, uh, meet a new character, kind of a minor one who ends up being a little bit more important, uh, later on in the New York plotline stuff. Uh, but we're introduced to Rose, um, Rose mm-hmm. Whalen, Billy's mother, um, AKA mm-hmm. triple threat. She was kind of a lady who was on the, on the periphery of the old team venture. Yeah. Other, there are other superheroes. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know, so she, they knew each other, but she, you get the idea that they did not hang out given that, uh, action man always <laughs> carried a torch for her and never landed. Yeah. Uh, that, um, and it, like, as you mentioned, she's going to show up more. Um, this is interesting. I love the way that this, they were talking about how fans figured out, like, actually, like they figured this out and it was just something they were trying to make obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fans are like, oh my God, you yeah. know, connecting the dots. Um, the Moppets are also tied up in this, uh, in a, another plot that I find unsatisfying. A yeah. Bit. Yeah. Um, I, I love, and it's weird because they're both doc episodes. Usually this kind of, uh, messiness comes from when one, one writer writes something and the other one writes something. Yeah. But doc is also the one who wrote the very good 21 realizing like when he's torturing, trying to torture the venture brothers kids and realizing mm-hmm. like, no, like, yeah. No, nobody killed 24 like this is just the lifestyle <laughs> and, and then now he kind of reverts because for some reason 21 is the character that they love to like just like a record scratching yeah you know just forward and backwards constantly yeah uh and they're aware like the like the, the they're they're aware of how erroneous this is not the decision to move him back but how erroneous his reasoning is for the way he gets rid of the moppets uh in the uh in the book like they talk about like no just it was you know it's, it's like the wire you know the, the the system killed 24 it was their it was their yeah you know it was it was everything to you know tied together right i that felt like post hoc rationalization to me yeah a little bit in the book like they they're like oh you know he knows this but maybe he doesn't or maybe he's just saying this like it felt like you know drawing a bullseye around where your arrow yeah hit to me 
uh, a little bit. Um, that was disappointing to me because yeah. I love that scene where he realizes it. It's mm-hmm. good. Uh, you know, I like 21 a lot and yeah. they don't do good stuff with this character uh, in this season. <laughs> so that that is a bummer, but I'm happy to see the Moppets gone because like they did not have a place in the new world. No, no. I can't imagine them knocking around in that uh, in that shitty mansion. No. Uh, so we start off with a cold open, Dean waking up in the desert with a note pinned to his chest from Sergeant Hatred, uh, wanting to prepare the boys for the worst. Yes. Uh, you know, being prepared for the worst is his job. Immediately upon Doc uh, getting hit by a disco ball, he drugged the boys and shipped them off to live with their godfathers. <laughs> I love that he drugged them as opposed yeah. to having the conversation with them. Like, I'm real sorry, boys, but... <laughs> yeah. Now, like, boys yeah didn't just didn't, like didn't just ship him off like oh a couple towns over so you sent dean to africa to wake up on a yep. lawn chair by the road <laughs> it's very good yeah uh, oh man uh but yeah rusty's uh lifeless husk as he says in the note was carried away by the monarch <laughs> again maybe some sensitivity hatred uh yeah. so, so dean is in tangiers um, you know, we learned this when Colonel Gentleman rolls up in his Jeep to grab him. Uh, and Hank is at Action Man's place in Boca Raton at this retirement home for uh, retired villains where the adventure yeah, for ends. Super people. Yeah. No, not villains. Sorry. Yes. For, 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 for super people, uh, for old, for old adventurers. I love the tagline for the place where the adventure ends. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it, there's lots of really great little background uh, characters in this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hadrian ends the note saying, you know, he's going to shoot himself and burn down the compound. <laughs> it's, a, it's in a tone uh, that's like, know? well, I'm going to shoot myself and burn down the compound. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> it would just be the worst thing that would happen. You know, I, I said it because I love you both so much. I know Goldmatred. This is abuse. Uh, yeah. It's, he means well, though. Yeah, he means that's well. He means so well. <laughs> Uh, but th- this oh. enders, you know, is is the the highlight of the episode is the, these characters together. Yes. Uh, Hank is introduced as the action man uh, is doing a funeral for Entman. <laughs> Everybody's favorite character. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is where they, you know they're killing characters they don't know what what to do uh, with. Um, the this little box with his helmet tied to it. Um, <laughs> and he says it's the first of Team Venture to go. This is foreshadowing. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you'd be like, oh, Jonas is. Um, and this eulogy I love, uh, it's this like real simple poem, but I love like action man, can you turn it down a notch? Stop <laughs> thinking with your action crotch. Uh, <laughs> your action crotch oh, man. is just a beautiful comedy. It's cellar door. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I love the, and when I sat for my repose, my rocker crushed you and you began to decompose. Decompose. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, it's very good. Oh man! But yeah, Edmund was around yeah. stopping Action Man from making bad decisions or trying to, anyway. Yeah, trying to and failing. Yeah, undoubtedly, like just the worst roommate. Like I'd also watch a spinoff that was just Action Man and Edmund <laughs> living in that house. Yeah, like, it's so funny. Oh uh, man, just a, you know, Action Man makes the worst fucking noises when he's jerking off. Like oh, you know, God. he's not stealth mode. <laughs> about it. Yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like if Goofy had a uh, had a smoking habit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you a little Philly? You know, and just like really going to town on, on the action crotch. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he crushed him with his rocking chair, which is a really undignified yep. way to go. 
Um, and uh, then he finishes the uh, he, fi- he finishes the ceremony by pissing on the box slash coffin. Uh, mm-hmm. And then says, all right, well, Hank, you're the youngest, so you must fertilize the ground to represent uh, new life. Squat. Drop, drop, and squat. <laughs> it's, uh, what a nightmare. <laughs> in the public. It's like it's literally in like the front plaza of this retirement home. Yeah. This, this is this weird, weird world that is shared by the Venture Brothers and Jackass where people can shit on command. Oh, my God. Like no matter how public and you, no matter how what the situation is, it's just like, yeah, take a shit. All right. You're the boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've talked you know? about being pee shy before. It's a pretty common affliction. Uh, I've yeah. never, I've never said I'm shit shy because you don't. <laughs> that, just implied. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a condition we all share as the brotherhood of man. Like we we don't like yeah. I can't just instantly just like yeah. You know I don't mind. I don't care who's about. I'm a soldier. I can shit anywhere and any time. You know that's, that's, that's not real. Oh my god. <laughs> but he says it's tradition. Fucking who's yeah. tradition? <laughs> yeah, this is the first one to die. <laughs> um yeah. Oh man. Uh meanwhile, an ocean away, Colonel Gentleman uh has Dean they're out at a at a bar restaurant kind of deal. Uh and they are uh, he's teaching Dean how to eat the local cuisine. Uh he's and got like the uh, the the sourdough bread that you get with like Ethiopian food. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's yeah. a, it's a flat bread. It's like you you, you use it to scoop up your couscous. Oh, couscous. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dean is is not happy. No. about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm used to sorry, I'm used to bread shaped bread. You know, just uh, he's he's out of his element and uh, just is he's already he's already unhappy. And then they're thrown on top yeah. of it. Uh, a scarred mercenary comes over uh, to menace Colonel Gentleman, you know, kind of saying like, hey, old man, you know, dating somebody super young this time, blah, blah, blah. Colonel Gentleman. Um, I, what movie did they say this was from? It's Sean Connery from like uh, Presidio. There we go. Yeah. Uh, like he, a movie I had not seen. Yeah. He does. Uh, Sean Connery. This, this is just pulled, pulled from that where Colonel Gentleman says, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll show you how past my prime I, I am. I'll kill you with a thumb. You know, excuse me, Dean. Someone wants to dance with your pop pop. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, he cuts off, you know, his thumb and then jams into the guy's eye. Yeah, cuts off uh, his arm. Never, yeah. Yeah, cuts off his arm and then he's then jams his thumb into him and he says, I never said it would be my thumb. Yeah. Uh, no. you know, I love badass Colonel Gentleman, who is also just like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. His home life. Like again, imagine living with this guy. <laughs> I would still watch it. You know, but just wow. Uh, Dean got yeah. the shitty end of the stick. Yeah. Here. Also, I just I love how appropriate it is that he has this really ornate sword cane. You know, it's yeah. like it's just, it's a, it is the perfect fit for him. Twenty one's an idiot again, as we we've established now. So he's camping in the woods, uh, roasting an animal, and Sergeant Hadrian comes up and he threatens to shoot him with a stick. The kind of thing ultra competent twenty one would never do. Yep. Again, mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely silly. Uh, and he's like, "How did you find me?" Again, he's an idiot. He thinks he's stealthy. Yeah. When he's he's not because now he sucks. Yeah. They're camping on my property. How dumb do you think I am? Uh very. So they're, you know, yeah. they they they've been uh bickering. They've been pestering pestering each other for the whole season. Uh, and hatred explains, like, hey, the monarch has Rusty, you know, and I need your help to go get him back. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, you, you know the place, you, you know, you probably want to stick it to your old boss, etc. Uh are you in? And 21 is in. Um, and he's like, all right, lock and load. And he, uh, it acts like he's cocking a shotgun, uh, with his mm-hmm. uh, little stick. He makes the, 
noise uh, and hatred asked did you just cock your stick which is a fun joke i like that but also uh it is predicated on uh, 21 isn't this dumb he's immature but he's not this dumb <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like i've just seen a variation of the the cocking yeah. the fake thing so <laughs> many times this felt uh trite to yeah me. i mean about sixty uh, percent of the time, when I pick up a broom in my house to go do some cleaning, I, I I rack it like a shotgun. The joke that me and my friends used to always make was how uh, you just you could cock a gun without shooting it in movies. Yeah, like you'd be like, "Let's lock and load," and you would cock the gun, and then you would run up, and then the enemy wouldn't be there or whatever. So you'd be like, oh, it "Looks like you got away," you know, and then you'd run to the next area and just like, "I see, I see the tracks." Let's go. <laughs> and just to continually cock the gun without ever firing it. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. The bullet's already in the chamber. <laughs> like, just like it's an air rifle. Yeah. Like it's going to be extra bullet. Yeah. Um, so the Monarch uh, plot starts here. The Monarch uh, calls out to Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, you know, wanting to get impatient. You know, he wants to get started on the torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's running through all of his ideas. Uh, he's got a list here. It's a freeze frame. Uh, kind of bonus mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, you know, talking about an ice knife and he's kind of got his own notes on him where he's rejecting you yeah. know, all the things in advance. Yeah. It's like, you know, dr- 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 drive to a bad neighborhood and shot racial epithets, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Just you know, ways, ways to get him hurt. Um, uh, I, I like, I, I, as I was making these notes, I forgot this is where the, where it went. I was like, Oh, that marathon man pole is really good. Uh, <laughs> But then it becomes. I, a I've thing. never seen Marathon Man. Oh, it's good. Uh, but the same poll happens in Gremlins too. Oh, the the wacky Gremlin is about to perform conscious dentistry on Billy Peltzer. You mean, you mean dental torture? Says, is it dental safe? torture? <laughs> dental torture, and says, "Is it safe?" Yes. And I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that." And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, "I don't don't know Marathon Man." Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a big blind spot. It's a, it, yeah. it is a high energy caper, and by high energy, I mean it was made in 1976, so it is weirdly slow paced. Yes, there's <laughs> lots of walking, lots of long. You like pauses, pauses, pauses. New <laughs> <laughs> <70 laughs> cinema. <laughs> You're gonna watch a man take off his coat and make some coffee. <laughs> yeah, the guy's gonna walk down a hallway in real time. 70 <laughs> cinema. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Um, so uh, the reason why they're not together and he can't start yet is Dr. Mrs. The Monarch is patching up uh, Rusty because the guild says you can't torture somebody who's severely injured. Right. So they got to get him in, uh, get, get him in fight, fighting condition so they can start putting the screws to him. And she is kind of uh, giving it to him saying like, hey, whatever the monarch does to you, you know, if he tickles you with a feather, you're going to scream in agony. You know, you're going to try to escape just so my husband, you know, can, can, can chase you because I love him. And this is the, the, this is important to him. And if you don't do this, yeah. I'll straight up slit your throat. Yeah. Uh, Rusty is in flirt mode, like he always is, mm-hmm. with Doctor Mrs. The Monarch, kind of flirting with her, and not you know not taking any of it very seriously. Yeah. Um, you know he she is going to uh, pop his hip back in a joint, ask if he's allergic to anesthesia, uh, and he he says you know no, but also can I get a happy ending? Uh, can yeah. you jerk me off? Your hip's dislocated, my man. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe address that first before you ask somebody to take yeah. you down to the hojos. You know. Yeah, how are you? How are you thinking about getting your your ding dong yeah. uh, squirted? Um, so she just resets it without numbing him, and the monarch's like, "Oh, don't start without me." Uh, again, this this feels a little sticky to me. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cut back to the action man, 
um, uh, you know, Action Man is set Hank up with his base, and he mm-hmm. this is part of a plot. They're in like the day room or the community room. He has this plot to get uh to to get in with a woman that he likes, Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he walks over and starts talking very in a very maudlin fashion about how he's grieving. Oh, this has been a hell of a year. I've lost my wife. I lost my best friend. You know, and now my grandson is addicted to rock and roll. Or my son, he, you know, my oh, son. Yeah, is, he, my son is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my son is addicted to rock and roll. The the devil's music. I wish you could get into show tunes. <laughs> uh, you know, and the the uh, I just like I love Hank just being like wingman, instant, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. up for it. You know, so so Hank comes over wearing the bass, and he's like, "Can you give me records to buy money with clear warning labels, and I can uh, try some reefer cigarettes?" And 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 doing you know his whole devil's <laughs> rock and roll bit. Yeah. And Rose uh, is uh, you know a parody of a of an old lady. She gasps, you know, at this point. <laughs> She's scandalized. Like, oh, you're in the devil's grip, which is where the. Uh, you know, the episode mm-hmm. title comes from yeah and so you know hank plays up his his conversion here you know he's not going to you know go and smoke some reefer cigarette marijuanas he's going to uh he's going to solve problems with dance and singing right yep which obviously <laughs> appeals to triple threat yeah uh, uh you know and he 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 lays up you know lays mm-hmm. up for for action man like you guys yeah. make a great team can we have her over for dinner? And Action Man's like, I don't know. You yeah. know, she's probably too. And then Rose accepts. She's very happy. Yes. About it. It worked. Hank yeah. is the consummate wingman. Yeah. Hank is having a good time. Uh, Dean is having a very weird time. <laughs> in, in my head, I just thought Hank could get ice laid in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. I don't know why. That, you know that Hank he can get isolated in the desert. <laughs> if, if you said it, I would have, I would, I would have like nodded and just kind of let the nonsense yeah. of that stand. But the, you know, the fact that you've asked me, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. does it? No, no, it doesn't. It was weird, weirdly Hank asks phrase <laughs> like there. Oh um, God! Yeah, over ten years, Dean is being tortured. <laughs> Uh, just immediately given like the worst chores. Yep. So I love this, and I, f- I forget if it's in this the commentary. Is so goddamn good. <laughs> I, f- I forget if it's in the commentary or if it's in the it's in the book because it's a, it's a weirdly long entry for this uh, for this episode. But they're uh, but but they're talking about like oh Colonel gentleman he, he's amazed by television but he doesn't understand it so he's vexed by it. The, that's in, that's in the commentary. <laughs> it's on twenty four hours. I, I can't see it all. You know yeah. How are all these things on at once? Yeah. <laughs> Show multiple shows at once. Yeah. So they. Uh, <laughs> so what he's having Dean do is go through all of these tapes of Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Witch uh, to mark the time code for where Salem the Cat shows up. Uh, you know, minute and second, <laughs> and then also which appearances are a real cat and which of them are that crappy puppet. <laughs> yeah, just using a stopwatch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so much and, and do you, you know are all these tapes sabrina the teenage witch of course <laughs> who's the only show that starred salem the cat 
uh-huh. <laughs> just this fascination and then just like, like the, the the fact that this is what we get and it's very funny and then just like we get the we get them the, the unsaid stuff the rationalizations it's like well like he, he would be pissed off at that shitty puppet right because doc was pissed off at the shitty puppet um you know and he would be delighted when he saw the real cat and so this is just a manifestation of like indignity like oh if you're gonna do it do it right you're gonna train that goddamn cat yeah i <laughs> I, I like that added bit, but I like it. I think I like the show more without it. Yes. It feels of a piece with him uh, entering his dog into really elaborate costume contests, <laughs> you know, as historical incidences, incidents, <laughs> like just, just Colonel Gentleman being the weirdest character on this fucking show. <laughs> and, and, and I would say like, also like the most self-possessed and happy, but like what I, something that I like about this is the revelation that he's, he's, he's miserable. He's not aging gracefully um you know and uh just i i like the that commonality between him but you know between him and uh colonel gentleman you know kind of this uh the 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 parallel of like trying to renegotiate and be be happier uh in their final years you know yeah yep yep. uh so after he's done with this he's you know he has to take dictation for the third installment of i gentleman his uh his memoirs (laughs) which we get a really good flashback around that uh, coming back to the 21 hatred plot they're in the cocoon hatred stuck an event there's some slapstick uh here uh the monarch left the room untouched and uh dropped a guild calamity conference t-shirt for him mm-hmm. so 21 is now like oh i miss it here yeah uh, forgetting everything yes you know for forgetting all of the neglect and uh, yeah. uh straight up indifference to whether he lives or dies and and being around the monarch or uh, Mrs. the monarch who he's in love with, which was mm-hmm. very difficult. Uh, you know the budget stuff, all the the good track mm-hmm. they laid ruined. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, twenty one asks hatred why hatred stays around when venture treats him like crap, and he says he you know he's fighting for what he cares about, uh, and he says what do you care about fighting? <laughs> uh, and th- this is supposed to be the like we're not so different you and I yeah moment, but the character development on both these characters in this episode is dog shit yeah it, it's it's some of the worst stuff i think they've done in the show as far as character work mm-hmm. like it's it's really pretty bad i think yeah it's not some of it's funny and it's mm-hmm. fine it's us taking a cartoon too seriously i get it uh but i've, I've said it before one of the things i love about the venture brothers is that it has a real eye for character mm-hmm. and so when they miss that it's like something that i think is essential to the show that's missing yeah um uh, and me, it, yeah. it, it it leaves it leaves a, a noticeable vacuum right and so you know and it's it's also frustrating when something feels unearned so they get to the uh they, they get to what is a you know pretty cliche character beat but it can serve mm-hmm. a purpose which is oh you know we're not so different you and i or we have this we we, we have this thing in common that you know kind of makes this unlikely thing make sense i learned something about you and i learned something about myself you know, pretty basic yeah. two characters interacting kind of stuff. It's never said what it is because like 21 doesn't care. Like, the, like he's not driven by the fight. Right. Not in the, no. not in the way that, uh, that, that, that hatred is, you know, he could have been, if they kept his character the way, like ultra professional mode, like yeah. that would have been a direction that 21 could have ended up at. Yeah. Instead of this weird no man's land he's in now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and instead they turned him in the Kyle clubhouse. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's tough, you know, he's having an identity crisis and he ultimately settles back at the status quo, but that identity crisis is like the, the walkthrough, it is super jittery and unstable. It it reminds me a little bit of, um, Doc Hammer's writing on the show sometimes reminds me of, uh, Peter Milligan, 
writing in comics where like he's phenomenal when he can just do whatever he wants and he's writing about stuff he likes. Mm -hmm. But the nature of the job means that you sometimes have to write about stuff you're not interested in. Mm -hmm. And there's a noticeable difference, you know, when it's not like, you know, they talk about he had like pages and pages of like Colonel Gentleman stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and he did all this research research for the torture stuff. And this so clearly feels like an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Of this. And the you know, the the explanation of the book and the commentary is really wishy washy about this stuff. I just get the sense that Doc just didn't care about it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, not in a like, oh, that guy's slacking on his duty, just it wasn't his passion. Right. You know? Right. And it and it it's it just makes me wonder whether it was like necessary at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to include this, like whether it, you know, there would have been other ways to get where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and also you see opportunities, right? So like, oh man, you you really don't like writing that particular stuff or like plotting stuff isn't necessarily your thing. Oh, well, Jackson's really good at that. Like if you yeah. two if you two work together and like Jackson plotted stuff out and you provided, you know, the cool details and the fixation on the, you know, the guild lore and stuff, you two would kind of like offset each other, right? Or like, you know, just yeah. p- p- punch this up and, you know, give me like this nice emotional interaction between Doc and um uh Doctor Mrs. the Monarch, right? Team up. Yep, team up, baby. <laughs> yeah yeah and and it, yeah it's just interesting the way that like sometimes they're writing a method of just kind of not working together works pretty well mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it ends up being yeah uh, it, it, kind of silly it leads it leads to an inconsistency you know and uh just take your strength finder 2.0 pay the uh pay the exorbitant price to do that personality test you don't uh yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you, you don't get anywhere by leaning into your weakness lean into your strengths you know yeah yeah, yeah, it's a, it's 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 mildly disappointing. It ends up being fine because you know it's a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the episode is fine, and like ultimately, you know, the show remains great. Like they still do good stuff. It mm-hmm. just bummed me out because I love those moments so much. Yeah, yeah, especially you know us having the sickness of getting extremely close to it and kind of noticing these dynamics play out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard We're to completely st- fucked. It's hard to stop seeing. Oh yeah, no, there's no hope. Uh, so. yeah, it's 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 not necessarily the way that the show uh is meant to to be viewed mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh hatred uh gets into 21's toy cabinet and uh pulls out 21's old uniform 21 is wearing the you know the competent uh 21 suit with the shredded arms and stuff like that hatred gets into the uh into the tubby one um and it smells like soup because it is stained with the soup yeah Yep, yep. Again, a little sticky, mm-hmm. uh, this stuff. Uh, we go back to the torture scene with the monarch and Dr. Mrs. The Monarch dressed up as kind of Fu Manchu-esque villains, Ming the Merciless, you know, mm-hmm. style costumes. Uh, and uh, when the monarch comes in, you know, he's he looks very menacing, but Rusty is blindfolded. <laughs> he says, who's that? Uh, you know, a little sticky. But then I, I do like this little bit with the, uh, you know, we Westerners know nothing of torture. We simply nail a man's balls to a chair. Where's the poetry? <laughs> the only thing that constantly happens is having your balls nailed to a chair. Uh, that's very good. Oh, man. Uh, but he's doing this to lead into, you know, this uh, huge speech about the bell. This is one of the entries on the uh, on the on the list there. And this is pulled from uh, I forget what it was. It's like a like an old decadent, like French, French decadent literature book, um, uh, like the history of torture or something like that. 
um, mm-hmm. where yeah. the, like a bunch of this stuff was described and this, and this bell uh, descends and the monarch is giving this speech about how like, Oh, your bones are going to twist your blood best. Your blood vessels will, will burst. This will reduce you to jelly. Uh, Rusty can't hear this though, because he's inside a fucking bell. <laughs> and also he can't yeah. see what's happening. Uh, they, they ring the bell and I love this little bit with flying squid <laughs> and antimatter outside talking about the gong sounds saying they're yeah. cranking a Mike Oldfield album. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Good pull. <laughs> yeah. Very good pull. Very accurate. Uh, you know, he, the Monarch raises the bell. It didn't liquefy his bones and rusty. It didn't hurt rusty. He spent his childhood in a supersonic jet. You know, his hearing is already shit. Yeah. Uh, but Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch says, no, 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 act it up. And, yeah. uh, you know, clears her throat and Rusty starts playing up his pain in, in kind of a shitty way. Yeah, yeah. In uh, a very transparent way. So we got to move on to the yes. next one. Um, yeah. And then we get this amazing scene again. <laughs> like everything with 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 this stuff is great. Um, <laughs> this old tape of Team Venture, old Team Venture fighting Brain Yellow. <laughs> I love him just being like, you know, Brain, brain Yellow. Yeah, he's like, you won't believe your next opponents because we won't fight each other, Brain Yellow. <laughs> oh, that would be a very good ah, idea. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. But instead, he brings uh, their crushes mm-hmm. uh, up. So we get uh, Triple Threat and Jass, who are kind of a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Mm-hmm. Scene. This is where you get the, like, no one for humongoid. Like, <laughs> Come on. Be realistic, okay. big guy. Come on. <laughs> so, so poor Edmund. <laughs> no one for humongoid. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. I, I love I love Action Man just, like, saying, really? You, 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 you like Jass? I thought Jass was, yeah. like, an actual person because so many of the people that uh, that uh, Colonel Gentleman alludes to are actual, you know, actual, actual people. This is just another superhero that yeah. they that It they could did. be Fred Astaire. Oh, uh, pr- probably <laughs> his secret yeah. identity, which is the old timey yeah. pronunciation of jazz. <laughs> yeah, jazz. Uh, yeah, but, but I love Colonel Gentleman's line here. You know, trying to you know explaining why he has a crush. Oh, he's like a blade of sexual grass swaying in the breeze, arrow straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's like, and you're in the triple threat, huh? He's like, yeah. it's that goody goody thing. I just want to go animal on her, show her my filth. <laughs> Uh, just like really good. Uh, you know, as is happening, as they're about to fight the, the bell rings and we do that thing where the flashback notices mm-hmm. uh, it. I always like that. Like the cartoon that we're being shown. It's like, yeah. oh, it's the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colonel Gentleman's like, take it, take a moment. It's Kiki. Uh, that Amber tramp's been playing me for a fool for years. I don't know how problematic it is, but all of the Kiki stuff I think is very funny. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it can say something bad about me. I don't, you know, but I, I, it makes me laugh. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the, the, my favorite, like one of my early, like big laughs in the commentary is where like Colonel gentleman is not like he's, he's, he's gay, but he's also just, everything is, he's so confident. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, of course I want to fuck Kiki. Look at him. He's beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just, like just being the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. It's, you a, know, <laughs> I just, I love Colonel gentleman's steez. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, uh, it's, it's, it's like an archer. Uh, just there, there there's a, a plot has, uh, people lining up to have sex with Lana cause she's trying to get revenge on, on, on Cyril. Uh, and Ray, mm-hmm. the, you know, the very, the, the out gay character in the office there, you know, he, he lines up and they're like, wait a minute, aren't you gay? And he's like, come on, look at her. Nobody's that gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at her. You know, it, it's just a joke that works for me. I understand yeah. that sexuality doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, but 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 yes, uh, I don't know. I just like the like the belligerence of their relationship and how it is always this tempestuous. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it's, it's it's never been shown to be like good. A, <laughs> a, a nonstop, just messy drama. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh God. Uh, uh, but yes. Uh, so we cut away, cut back over to Boca. Uh, Action Man says, you know, to Hank, like, you know, I've been tra- trying to nail Rose for years. You know, this this cut, like it, like talking about it, uh, in, you know, all in a row makes it seem super obvious. Okay, he was talking about Triple Threat, and then here's here's yeah. Rose, um, and uh, he's setting up a card table in his condo bedroom for them to eat swan like Swanson, uh, uh, or whatever uh, frozen dinners, right? Yeah. Hank yeah. names his price. Uh, you know, like hey, but, yeah, you know, if can, you can get me with her. You can name your own price. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants a new base. He mm-hmm. wants a ticket back home. You know, because this place smells like Dintimore beef stew, <laughs> which is which is a pole. Uh, that is a very specific smell. I think it's one of the closest things to cat food a human can eat. Yep. No, other than it's, cat food. it's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember loving it. Like, I would fucking it's salty. fuck up a can of Dintimore. It's, you know, it's got that good salt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Man, salt is good. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes so good. Yeah. Give me salt. No, g- give me salt. Give me fire. Give me that. What's I desire? Ugh. What the um, fuck are you talking about? That's fuel by Metallica. Oh, uh, but it's <laughs> the beginning of that song, the, that album for the, the load uh, era of Metallica. I was watching a lot of MTV. Okay. So the beginning of that. And then I also, a lot of times like pocket will like fall off a couch or something. And I'll walk out to him and go, where's your crown king? Nothing. <laughs> uh, which is Metallica thing as well. I, uh, just, I, I hate Metallica as a band. They're wretched, but it, it's just stuck in my head. I wrote as, Metallica off. Uh, it might've been around that same era, but it was when mission impossible two two came out and the music video for disappear uh, was, oh, was, yeah. was playing as soon as I belong, I disappear. Uh, <laughs> deeply embarrassing fucking band yeah <laughs> like, just, just that video yeah. was tom cruise climbing up climbing up the side of a very sheer like <laughs> plateau cliff you know like one of those uh like weird little spires out there with metallica just playing on the top just just rocking in the desert for nobody uh yeah just just climbing up to, to ask them to turn it down you know and i was like 12 and i'm like this is silly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back in the torture sphere, uh, or in the cocoon, 21 and Hatred are sneaking through the halls. One of the Hatreds, uh, or henchmen, catches Hatred thinking he's 21 because he's wearing his old uf- uniform. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, this place has sucked since you left. But he sees the V of the, the Vatred and starts getting suspicious. Yeah. Asks a question and Hatred, you know, does oh, it's, it's, it's icicles. You know, but 21 comes yeah. up behind him and knocks him out like WT fuck. You just made me knock on a guy on my softball team. What softball team, you know, or what yeah, was, yeah, was on a softball for... team. Yeah. 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 Uh, so hatred starts, uh, you know, being very tearing up that 21 saved him. Yeah. Uh, here and go, goes for a big hug. Uh, 21 tells him to go check on the cell blocks below. Like while it is within hatred to just like seek family, mm-hmm. you know, anything, this also feels very quick. Yeah, and just to cry about you know they're on a mission. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's for the success, for the success of the mission. Eyes on the prize, man. Yeah, yep. So um, as they walk away, uh, the video communicator uh, that the henchman was uh, was uh, was carrying pops on. Uh, Kevin saw what happened, uh, so uh, then you know they're they're caught and they don't know it just yet. Uh, 
over in the over in the house in the torture room, uh, the monarch is in a white medical coat firing up a dentist drill doing the scene from Marathon Man. Uh, for the context, uh, Laurence Olivier plays, I think, a former Nazi. It's He's not a former Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 torturing. Um, oh, gosh. Wh- uh, what's his name? Dustin Hoffman? Do- yeah. Dustin Hoffman. There we go. I was about to say Dennis Hopper. And I know that's not right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I've never seen the movie. I just read the Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but no. but but uh, but Dustin Hoffman knows where uh, where the stash of like, you know, diamonds and Nazi diamonds are torturing him sure. to try to, to, to try and get the uh, to try and get the location of those diamonds. First, he uh... <laughs> 70s movies like where you get to to watch somebody make a pot of coffee in real time and there's always diamonds yep. there's like a diamond heist <laughs> everywhere <laughs> oh man uh but uh but but that but that's what they're doing here trying to get it here and he's he's doing the lines from it like oh we're not going to go into that into that hole that i punched earlier that nerve is dead we're going to go into a fresh tooth you know i wouldn't kill a dead tooth um and he goes to drill into the tooth but he's repelled by rusty's breath <laughs> Well, where did where in Marathon Man? Who says is it safe, and what are they referring to? He he the, the asking asking about like okay, are the diamonds safe? Like is it you know like it just uh, oh, like okay. like what have you done? Like can you okay, like can we get them? Uh, like any asset, gotcha. it becomes like a refrain. It becomes really okay. just he, he keeps on asking it because because uh, Dustin Hoffman's not giving them anything. Yeah, despite the tour. Okay, got you. Yes. Uh, yeah, we we get this mouth side view thing. <laughs> Rusty's got this horrible horrible breath i love like how can you stand even having that be your mouth <laughs> yeah like, you, like, you, like yeah. You, i don't know like you you captured me you didn't give me a chance to brush my teeth and i had i had shrimp with garlic butter last night rusty didn't do anything wrong <laughs> oh no he just but i'm sure his breath like super reeks yeah yeah uh so we we get uh colonel gentleman getting into a fight with kiki right in front again. of dean <laughs> right in front of dean what torture <laughs> like <laughs> just absolutely miserable <laughs> small thing um kiki thinks that uh dean is his new boyfriend you know he's my son how dare you <laughs> uh kiki leaves and dean's like okay let's uh let, let's get back i've started a new chapter for one of your lists <laughs> um you know uh, and again the, the great you know toys he wishes he had and you know people who like birds he'd give a smack you know. <laughs> stay alive the survival game okay. yeah. yeah very good <laughs> oh man uh but uh colonel gentleman pours himself a drink and he gets real wistful dean asks him hey do you want to do you, you want to wait until later but colonel gentleman starts up with his with with his list list of things you should never do number one <laughs> don't get involved with, with someone a third your age uh i love dean's response i can safely promise i won't get involved with a six-year-old <laughs> Uh, and, and Colonel Gentleman is very sad. He, you know, he's like, uh, you know, don't retire to someone where your sexual preference is a capital offense. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about how this is where all the famous homosexuals used to live, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people, people would go here. Yeah. Uh, Ginsburg, that eager little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Capote Forbes, you know, just all these folks who used to be here and yeah. now, now he's the, he's, he's the last one left, you know, the, yeah, the main character, the longest journey too. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone retires to Tangiers. Yeah, you know, but just he's he standing there looking at the looking at the mountains where the where the wave crested and then receded. You know, it's uh, yeah. he's he's overstayed his welcome. You know, and Dean's yeah. like, should I no be writing this scene. down? Yeah, should you know, should I be should I be writing this down? Dean asks. You know, of course, you know. So yeah, so this this is Colonel Gentleman speaking aloud something that he's known for a while. Yeah, 
so uh, Hatred's in the cell blocks. Uh, Kevin uh, and other henchmen get the jump on him. And they're doing their reverse psychology, or not the reverse psychology, like the, uh, your, your, your compadre ratted you out. Yeah, trying to do like a prisoner's dilemma kind of deal. Like, okay, yes, come along with us, yeah. you know. Yeah. Rusty's been tortured, and Fat Boy has been playing you the whole time. Right. You know, and they just, they throw hatred out of the garbage chute, which is a little psychological torture for no reason. Mm-hmm. 21 walks in the throne room, and Tim Tom is on the, the command console uh, calling in, and he does the same thing. Like yeah. he says, oh, you know, hatred just sold you out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, well, you know, throws him the handcuffs and says, put these on and we'll go to the monarch and see how he wants to punish you. To when anyone fires back, you know, oh, yeah, let's let's go there so I can tell the monarch what you're up to. You've taken over the cocoon. You know, he'll he'll believe his best henchman over a lying murderer. Yeah. Uh, again, just immense amounts of backtracking. Yeah. Uh, they're a murderer. Uh, the other henchmen come in, and uh, the uh, Tim Tom is going to sick them on 21, and 21 gets them over on his side by saying they broke the most sacred law by killing henchman 24. Yeah. Hench has killed Hench, little Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. uh, reference here. And the henchmen, uh, who previously had all gotten fucking bodied by Tim Tom, uh-huh. uh, canonically, the, the henchmen cannot fight the Moppets. Yeah, the Moppets are too strong. This happened at the end of season two. Um, the, uh, or season two or season three, I can't remember. Season, season but, three, it was uh cremation Creek. Yes. Uh, so they cannot do this. Um, but the henchmen converge on Tim Tom winning, uh, mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we presume Kevin, uh, Kevin got got it as well. Uh, because yeah. the, <laughs> because the Moppets are out of the picture. God damn. If they, if they in the movie, maybe make it so that the Kevin the, come back, make it so that Kevin's really? back for revenge. Cause we do, we never see him die. I was very surprised that they were so adamant that they had died in the the book because I was like, I don't remember that yeah. <laughs> watching the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of implied, but implied in a fake way. It's implied almost to be fake yeah. by not seeing the bodies, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't care that much because I'm not very invested in the monitor in the, the Moppets, mm-hmm. you know, like they're funny at first. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, so, yeah. So, um, into the, uh, torture room. Uh, monarch is struggling he's trying to plug in a power cord to reach an outlet he's he's got a rusty uh uh tied onto a uh onto a table saw <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah very good yeah uh th- this scene is good i love I this think. yeah yeah uh this is this is this is the good the good stuff uh you know the monarch's like i am done you can go home he starts tying him up and uh rusty says you know it's about time team venture came for me he's like yeah <laughs> nobody came like nobody answered my calls Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he starts psychologically torturing him. Like we're both losers and washups. Yeah. You know, our subordinates have left us. Uh, my boss, my wife is about to be my boss. You know, yeah. uh, like just go home. I mean, can you even call it a home? I guess it's just a box of memories to die in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. good and just like oh, the 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 voice acting on the monarch is just amazing. He just he, yeah. he really sells the defeat you know <laughs> like it's just it's not even dramatic or anything just the the the, the resignation uh the, the the complete deflation that has happened there mm-hmm. you know where like i mean part of it's real he's definitely doing this intentionally uh but like there's definitely a kernel of truth in it i i, I believe is my interpretation oh, there, yeah 
Yeah, there has to be. (laughs) Right. He has to be pulling this from somewhere, but he just he knows that because he's in control of the situation, it's going to hurt Rusty more. And Rusty is generally more insecure than him anyway. So it's like, oh, you're not even worth torturing. You know, I'm I'm pathetic. And if I'm pathetic and I say you're not worth torturing, think about how much more pathetic that must make you. You know, all of these assumptions, all of these conclusions that he is putting into into Rusty's head without even saying them out out loud. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, it's very good. <laughs> the, uh, we cut over to action man trying to land, uh, seal the deal with Rose. Uh, you know, she, and she's like, you're too different. You're a womanizer and you're a junkie. Uh, and he's like, I'm not, I stayed with Janie until she died. I'm not a junkie. It's super soldier serum. Jonas had me on jump juice for good of flag and country. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of him being a junkie because he's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and also just like I, I like this as just another piece of uh Jonas's bastardry, right? Action Man could have oh, yeah. could could have left, but just the idea that you know he 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 was hooked and Jonas was his supplier. Oh yeah, jo- Jonas the the big, biggest villain of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, you know they're fighting about this, and Hank comes in and goes, "I recognize your voice. Do you have a son named Billy?" So like, yes, my little water baby. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in years. He moved in with a man. He, yeah. he thinks he'll disapprove of his lifestyle choice. And and Hank's like, no, well, he, he's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, we can come visit him if you take me home. You know, sealing the deal and sealing his, his part of the, the bargain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's already got his, uh, his his Fender Music Man base. So, yes. Yeah. Very cute. <sighs> uh, so we, we get into this very uh, kind of rushed climax before the end credits thing. Yeah. Uh, Rusty's walking home. I love that he doesn't hitchhike. have a ride. <laughs> like the yeah. monitor can't even yep. give him can't even give him a ride because he has to make it look like uh, Rusty ran away, and that's where Rusty yeah. says, oh, "God, I like being tortured more than this here. This is uh <laughs> yeah, there you go." Uh, he thinks a car is coming, but it's actually the hover tank, mm-hmm. and it's hatred uh, on the sauce and trying to get revenge on twenty one. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the monarch is he's sitting on the table, um, looking at the photo of him and Rusty playing together as kids, that thread that was put out and then not developed. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, then Dr. Mrs. Monarch uh, kind of barges in saying, hey, he's escaped. You know, he's running away. Um, and she asked, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, why would you let him go? And this is where the, you know, the, the prestige is revealed because I broke him. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's hard to say like in in the book he's like people ask me whether uh the monarch was backtracking at all with this or whether this was always his plan mm-hmm. i i don't think it was always his plan i think after the first couple failed it was like all right the the the, the my strategies are not going to work i need to adapt i it, it it feels a little bit again a little post hoc to mm-hmm. me like i like it as a thing and it's a great scene and yeah. a great move Mm-hmm. You know, for him to do it, it does feel a little post hoc, yeah, uh, to me. Yeah, and um, it, it's it, it's yeah. also. I mean, this is not the first. This is probably the least cartoonish way he's done it. But the monarch has a habit of turning colossal failure into a claim of success. He's like a fucking yeah. cat falling and pretending that he meant to do that by uh, by just going to licking his paws. K- kind of weird Dermot energy, almost. <laughs> yep. It's it's all delusion, right? Uh, the uh, so they're gonna they're about to do it, uh, and twenty one walks in saying that he's home. Uh, again, hate this. Uh, twenty one, nothing's changed, man. This is mm-hmm. the reason why you left. Yeah, like you know, um, hatred rolls up in the tank and is is over the loudspeaker, uh, complaining about uh Gary 
you know, uh, betraying him and starts uh, crashing into the cocoon. Well, he he uh, he, he like he re- fires he, shells. He points he, he point he points the turret up at it, and then he accidentally fires the the shells into the into the cocoon, shutting you know shooting it down, and then it falls into the uh, falls into the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and uh, in terms of weird stuff in the book, that ends up feeling again like kind of post hoc. This is also a thing that feels a little bit uh, mm-hmm. defensive to me. Where like he's like oh the, you know it's so human for him just to accidentally do this and it's such a it's such a mistake for him to do this like it feels like a little defensive about what I think is probably the messiest character arc in this season yeah uh, here um, you know so uh, the monarch Doctor misses the monarch in twenty one make it out you know uh, they they walk out on the post lawn like thank God we're alive and monarch says who the fuck is Gary again. You know, which is fine. Cute little joke. That's where mm-hmm. we cut the credits on. Like, he doesn't know who 21 even is. It just makes 21's story feel worse to me. Yeah. You know, nothing changed. The monarch didn't change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 21 changed back in an unmotivated way. Yeah. No lesson. So, yeah. yep. No lesson. <laughs> just uh, let's put the stuff back. Yeah. Uh, so we get the post credits. Uh, the monarch and company move in uh, to the decrepit New Jersey mansion uh, that he grew up in uh, in Newark. Actually, based on a uh, on a real house, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, this is also the place. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the place where uh, where Phantom Limb had set up the revenge society? Yeah. Okay. I think so. And then yeah, they they get out of there. Gotcha. Uh, and it, you know, uh, Doctor Mrs. The Monarch is like it's so romantic. You know, look, to move back into there, and, and Twenty One says it looks like a place where wet Japanese, long haired, <laughs> you know, long black haired, wet Japanese ghost would live. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, would as, crawl as on the ceiling. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So they're going in there, and we cut over to to the the more successful post credits thing. I think mm-hmm. where the Ventures are having the real funeral. They relocated the corpse of Entman <laughs> to the compound. Yeah, giving him like a uh, like a proper and, a proper grave marker and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Billy says, uh, you know, Pete's like, you told your mom what we were gay and Billy's like, I didn't tell her we we're gay. I just didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. She says that China and that sideboard, you love that sideboard, <laughs> yeah. you, know? you know, good sideboards. Nice. And they're expensive too. Yeah. Come on. And she, you know, she comes over and she's like, oh, he's so, ha- he's just as handsome as you said. Like, you said I was handsome. It's like very sweet. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just love the fact that just Pete is completely assuaged by, uh, by the vanity yeah, compliment. Yeah. Oh gosh, um, yeah. I I just I I wish that more was done with uh with with, with Pete's uh similarity to Rusty, but <clears throat> yeah yeah Pete Pete never gets a highlight. Nope. You know in the, in the in the show as it is, mm-hmm. like he's always just kind of like it's it's the kind of character that it feels a little bit like they have contempt for. Yeah. But they don't kill him off. Right. You know because they need they they love Billy mm-hmm. and they they need somebody for Billy to play off of. Yeah. And yeah. he gets a lot of funny, uh, like a lot of funny jokes, but he is just, yeah, he, he, he yeah. is jokey joke. The closest thing he gets to a highlight is, um, uh, Billy's origin. Yeah. Billy's origin. Yeah. yeah the quiz boy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Colonel gentleman, uh, bought it, has an old brownstone in New York, invites action man to be his ro- roommate, uh, with Rose. <laughs> He's like, if you don't mind the sound of old people having sex, you get yourself a roommate. Uh, that would be a nightmare place to live as well, just because of all the old people sex in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you, you can't imagine that, uh, that, that Colonel gentleman is gonna, you know, settle yeah, he's down. chased all of a sudden. No, he's, he's, like, he's yeah. in New York. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, so. all kinds of Colonel gentle <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, the, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. uh, Hank goes over by the fountain uh, to uh, confront Dean, saying like, "Hey, you like you've been you've been a mess this whole year." He walks up saying like, "You just you do like you look like you somebody just died." Like, yeah, we are at a funeral, but no, you you've looked like somebody's died the whole year. Like, what's what's going on? You got to tell me what's eating you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he reveals like yeah, we're clones, like mm-hmm. the real, real Hank and Dean are dead. We've died like 13 times. And Hank, of course, isn't upset. No. Like he thinks this is awesome. Yeah. You know, because Hank's got the good attitude and kind of convinces Dean. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is kind of uh, so Dean's arc in this moves in the show moves from one kind of dour to another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he he's this dour for the clone stuff. And then he immediately is. I want to be a normal kid dour. Yeah. In season six and seven, mm-hmm. which it's, it's kind of, you know, when I we talked about how season four is the end of fun, fun Dean, mm-hmm. it, it's not like, I remember that this arc ends, yeah. but he just moves into a, another not fun arc. Yeah. It's you know, he's, he's less, kind of a bummer. he's less tormented and there's kind of some good, like fish out of water, uh, stuff, but yeah. you know, they, they stop making him funny like at all. Yeah. You know? And it just, they, they it's, it's actually like, it's, it, you know, they just are so much more interested in Hank and Hank's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Hank stuff in season six and seven is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, uh, but it just, it is a Dean, Dean Stan. Yeah. It's just a little sad. And mm-hmm. fun Dean is, is still long dead. Even after this, even after his brother trying to shake him out of this. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I like, I like Hank's, you know, kind of thing because it's proceeding from a point of like, I just, so much ridiculous stuff happens to us. Like, you know, like, why is this the straw that broke the back? Yeah. Why is this the the, the thing? It's just another thing that makes it awesome that we're ventures, right? Kind of like what Ben, what Ben, like what Ben told Dean up on the, you know, up on the roof. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? So like, it's a, it's like, yeah, no, just uh, (laughs) like, it's really awesome. I am a super cool, probably magic Highlander clone. (laughs) So. Yeah, he's he's into it, you know, yeah. and it, it it just wakes Dean up a little bit. Yeah, um, they're gonna pee on the the burial marker, uh, the old man, including Rusty. You know, it's mm-hmm. very sweet. And then they're like, uh, you know, oh, Rusty, you're no longer the youngest. Uh, and they call Dino over. Hank's like, you're gonna love this. Great little bit. And then they just show a little like Birdland on the statue. It's a very sweet little moment. Yeah, you know, everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Until until yeah. until Gargantua, where everything is uh, completely yeah, everything's upset. gonna become not all right. Yeah, um, but that was uh, that was a conclusion of uh, season five. I mean, yeah. then Gargantua sits in between. We're gonna talk about it as part of season five before the wrap up. But yeah, and then we'll do we'll do the wrap up. But it's it's a it's a tricky season. Mm-hmm. You know, like in some ways, it's a little bit funnier than I remembered. Like there are things that I thought were in other seasons. Yeah that are actually in season five that are like generally pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, however, there are also just a lot of, it's, it's really just the 21 character stuff that, that bugs me the most. Yeah. That's uh that, that, that's the most regrettable because specifically in season four, he was real good. Yeah. But. You know, and, and, and that, that is, uh, that is a big bummer. I don't really think they know what to do with hatred during the season. And yeah. I don't like all the, the shuffling of stuff in for OSI. Yeah. Like putting your toys back never feels good. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's necessary, and I, I just feel like I can shake the feeling that there might have been a better way to do it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We'll be back uh, with a two-parter we on will. all this in Gargantua too. 
uh, decided to split that up because they basically climax all of the plot lines from the first five seasons. Yes, they do. Uh, we're going to have a guest, right? Indeed. Uh, Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen Static, the composer of our theme song. She will be on our episodes. Yeah. For that. Uh, returning guest, but also we love Gwen. So mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, and then we will be getting into uh, season six. If you have thoughts about season five, uh, hit us up. Yeah. Because we'll be doing that wrap-up episode as well after Gargantua. Yes, we will. Go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and uh, choose orb and write in. Try and keep you confined to season five, if at all possible, or specific episodes therein. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. the rules from other uh, rules, guidelines from other shows. What makes us really uh, like a response Mandy. is <laughs> the goddamn law. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we like to see is uh relatively brief, you know, like two paragraph um uh, uh write-ins that are not broad reviews of a uh, of a whole work uh but are uh specific. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh yeah, and that's that's basically about it. Ratings reviews uh are useful. Uh, going to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, getting mm-hmm. episodes a week early is useful and fun. Uh and until next time, go, go team, team venture. venture.